Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Joe Oriani's podcast. My name is Joe Oriani. You could reach me at Joe Oriani podcast at yahoo.com or you can get hold of me on Oriani Joe 3 on Twitter. I do have Instagram, but I'm not sure why and don't know what to do with it yet. So I will keep on trucking away till I get it. Uh, just a reminder for anybody, just a reminder that everybody knows I am not the star of this video. I am not the star of this interview. The person on the other end is. All I am is like a moderator trying to find out how they progress and what they do with their lives. Some of them are quite young, some of them are a little older, but everybody has a story. And if you know anybody who has a story, just let them go hold of me and I will gladly put them on. Now, my next guest I met back in, I think it was 2019, 2020. Uh, she worked with me for a while. One thing I always loved about Stephanie, she always had a great smile, great bubbly personality, and she was fun to work with. We always had a good time. And Stephanie, how do you pronounce your last name? Roar, like a lion. <laughs> okay. Stephanie, let's talk about a little bit about your history. You were born in Denver, North Carolina? I was, yes. Where is that? I never heard of it. So it's um, in Lake Norman area. It's about 30 minutes outside of the Charlotte area. How was it? How is it? Is it rural to my city? How was it when you were growing um, up? I mean, it was good. Um, it's very, I mean, I, I grew up pretty much in the suburbs area. Um, I grew up on the lake, so that was a really, really cool experience. Um, I spent my time going to, like, Bloomingdale Performing Arts in Charlotte a lot of times as a kid. Um, when I was really young, I have always been involved in art. And so when I was three, I took a dance class. And basically from that moment on, I was like, wow, how can I make my whole life about art in some way? Um, and so I just kind of went from there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I did wow. in a nutshell growing up. <laughs> that is so cool. You living in Charlotte now or you living in Florida? I actually am living in uh, High Point, North Carolina, which is where I went to school. Oh, okay. I don't have that here. Sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah, Charlotte, are you? Everybody does that to me. It tells me you're curved to start this off. Now you went to uh, you went to East Lincoln Senior High. Yeah. Were you I in the band there or something? I was in color guard, so I did color guard for four years. There um, was extremely competitive. It was a really really cool um, program. Um, I was under the direction of. Um, her name has since changed since then, um, but her name was Rachel. Um, she's now known as Rachel Fry, um, who is a lovely woman. Um, she, We had three, um, well, I can't even say that. I had a bunch of different instructors while I was there. We kind of went through a really big period of growth. And so when I was a freshman, I started off with two different instructors, um, primarily. Rachel was always there. She was basically like our head, almost like a director. Um, and then I had Zakia. Um, she was wonderful. She did flag, mainly equipment and rifle. And then Karen, who did dance primarily. 
And then my sophomore year, we went through a big transition. And so they left. And so we gained um, temporarily for, I think, literally a semester. His name was Ben, I think. <laughs> he also taught at Nations Ford <laughs> um, High School. And then he left. And then we got Trent Williams, who is still, I think, currently involved with the color guard today. Um, but yeah, I did fall and winter for eight seasons, um, super competitively. Um, we went to WGI Worlds my senior year, um, first time in four years that they had done that. Um, and so we were semifinalists. Um, we didn't make finals, unfortunately, um, but we ended up being, I think, placed 17th in Scholastic A regional class in the world. Um, they have now since grown. Um, I don't even know. I think they're Scholastic World now, which is like the world class for high schools. So, I mean, the program just flies and just keeps going. But, yeah, that's... I never knew that about you. Yeah, yeah. And was it a lot of precision work or...? Uh, precision work? I Yeah, I guess you could say that. We didn't spin. So we had two main sources of physical equipment. So we did flag and rifle while I was there. Um, and it wasn't until after I graduated that they took on Sabre, which is like a sword. Um, I actually still have equipment. I bought my own after I graduated because I loved it so much um, and have recently actually in the past year bought a Sabre. Um, but I have since aged out of the competitive programs. You age out at 21. So I am now 25 <laughs> and I chose not to pursue it while in college because it costs a lot of money. Um, sure. But it was a lot of fun while I was there and I learned so much um, and you know, performing arts is just, it, it can be a lot, um, both negative and positive in good and bad ways, both sides of those spectrums. So yeah. and you went to a reunion, I understand back in, uh, where was it? Oh, 2000, someplace, 2014 or so, 15, 16, 17, 19. You went to a uh, reunion. It was called the uh, band 2000 reunion. Um, I actually, I think that they have a reunion that's coming up for the first time for bands specifically, but I have not attended it because I don't think it's happened yet. East Lincoln not, Band Alumni Event 2022. Yes, that I think oh, that's is, the one come, that's I think there. that's upcoming. Yeah, okay. um, I don't know. I would love to go. The only problem that I have is I currently work nine to five. And so I think the event's at six. And so it would require me to take off work and I just started so <laughs> as of right now I'm not um planning on it um I would love to go back though um but my current significant other my boyfriend will uh works at his old high school as a drumline instructor and so I still get my fill of band on a regular basis <laughs> and you've been with him since 2015 correct yes that is very correct good. yes that's very good that's nice to hear yes when, when are they gonna marry you oh my gosh that's a great question I get that all the time uh, I don't I know yet I think, well, yeah, I think the main thing is we, we really want to, we're kind of struggling artists in a way, you know, we really want to become more financially stable first. And, you know, like the idea of buying a house in this economy right now is absolutely crazy. Um, so we just haven't gotten to it, but we're not under, you know, I, I don't feel any pressure and he, I'm not trying to pressure him into doing anything either. I think we're just really happy with where our lives are at the current moment in time. Mm -hmm. So do you remember Randy? I do remember. I tried to interview him the other day, and he's dating that. You remember that girl, Sarah? Yes. They're midget. still together. Yes. Yes. And I tried to ask him, and she was there when he was going to get married, and, and the recording didn't take. Oh, and no. And he will not come back on because oh. <laughs> she was laughing. So anyway. All right. So you studied also uh, electronic media. What is that? So electronic media production, it's kind of 
the way so my that title has actually changed at that school since then they're constantly like trying to do new things but at the time while I was there it was really heavily more video and audio production so I learned how to use like Premiere audio like um Adobe Suite those kind of things so we had a whole class while I was there and they've since changed it now called mediated communications um, where we had to take basically it was just all the Adobe Suite things in one semester, which was very a lot. It was a, very overwhelming. But we had Premiere Pro, Adobe Audition, InDesign and Photoshop. Um, and then in my major, depending on what you went on to do, what you chose to do, I chose to take more Adobe Audition courses. So I took audio production one and two. And then I was um, as part of my major having to take video production one and two, which was more premiere based and also being a part of the student news station at the time. Um, so I had to be a technical director, a regular director and a audio board operator at least one time during that semester. Okay. Now let's yeah. stay at that point in your life for a minute before you get on to your recording engineering. Yes. Before <laughs> we get to that, I have to ask you, what did you want to do with, what goal do you have set in your life at that point? Do you remember? Um, at the time that I went for my major, you mean? Yes. Um, that's a really good question. I feel like I'm still to this day figuring out what I want to do. Um, you know, growing up, I was always in arts. And so I was trying to merge two worlds um, because I am personally the daughter of an engineer and my mom is in sales and communications. So being an artist in my family was difficult. Um, it still is. And I still do things. I minored in music. Um, so I kind of the idea that I had was being more into audio production recording versus video. Um, I still really love video. I grew up doing YouTube videos and things like that. Um, but as far as like where my heart is, it's more doing things that are music based or like radio based almost. Um, so I'm still figuring it out. But I think at the time, whenever I declared my major, I actually started off undeclared and then declared my sophomore year. Um, I just I thought that maybe that was a good path for me <laughs> at the time. I just thought it was fitting for my personality. And, you know, it was, uh, I don't know, in the right field for me, I thought. So, yeah. Well, you, got, you got the personality for it. <laughs> well, you thanks. Joe. Then you went on to study at uh, Recording Engineering at Technical Community College. Yes. So that was actually oh, yeah, after. So 2022. Yes. I just graduated. Um, this How'd you do May. that? What'd you take? Um, so GTCC is a really cool program. So they, um, have been an entertainment technology school, the high point school, um, for actually several years. And so while I was there, I took a bunch of different courses. I took, um, equipment maintenance, which was essentially learning how to solder like audio cables, um, and doing a bunch of stuff with that XLR connectors, TS, TRS connectors, um, and then also taking live sound, which is a whole different beast in of its own versus recording. Um, I mean, they're similar in different aspects. It's just like the electronic signal flow through an audio board <clears throat> was the main thing that I learned while I was there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't unfortunately involved a whole lot because it was during Corona um, that I enrolled. Um, but I got the chance to meet some really cool people. Um, I did an internship while I was there um, at Dark Pine Studios in Graham, North Carolina. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I that was kind of it in a nutshell. Okay. I mean, it was only two years, so. That was 2022 and now 2022. Are you looking yes. to work in that field? Oh my gosh, yes. I would love to work in that field. It's just, it's hard because being 
in Central North Carolina, it's just hard to find work that's similar to that and also mm -hmm. find work that's paid to do that. Um, I applied for several things as close as I could to my current location, but there's just not a whole lot in that field unless I wanted to do something more commercial, which is kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and I worked in radio for a little bit. Um, I had an internship um, at 98.7 Simon in Greensboro while I was a senior actually at High Point. Um, and they, after I came back from Disney, I kind of got into contact with them a little bit and they asked me if I wanted to do part-time work. And I just wasn't sure because radio is an interesting thing in that we don't really know what's going to happen to it, I feel like, in a couple of years because technology is constantly moving. Um, and it's very, I don't want to say it's traditional, um, but it's just not necessarily something that I'm hardcore interested in. Um, I'm really interested in doing more performance arts. I mean, I would love to do like live sound as well. Um, but I just haven't gotten the chance to get my hands in a, like on the board and I don't really own one myself. So, you know. Okay. Well, you said it's more traditional radio, but doesn't radio also come along with streaming? Uh, I oh, see a yeah. lot of radio stations that just stream live stream and yeah definitely um it's just that at the time at least my experience while I was there wasn't maybe I just needed to get more involved than what I was as an unpaid intern <laughs> so um my main job was writing like script work for Simon um acting as if Simon was a person so I would write scripts and be like, you know, I listen to Simon while I'm walking my dog or oh, I, Simon's the cutest guy in my class. And I would have to go out and record people saying that like at my school, my college. And so they would sometimes utilize those recordings or they'd utilize my script. So eventually it did get on the radio, but it also would take some time because they already had someone who they paid for to do those things, to do mm -hmm. voice work. And while I think that I could do a really good job and I've done a lot of uh, like voice work for like radio and commercial before at my school at High Point um, as part of HPU Radio, I just I just don't know how easy it is to get into something like that. Um, and it's just not as creative as I want it to be. A lot of it is very much like, oh, let's run this commercial, which is totally fine. It's just not really what I want to do, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Now, my question, what are you doing now? I'm currently a partnership coordinator for Flow Automotive in Winston-Salem. Okay. I started about, how long did I start? Like five weeks ago. So I'm still like a baby. <laughs> I'm brand new. Um, but essentially on a basic level, what we do is we take corporate money that we get from the dealerships because we're a car company from the car dealerships and put it towards events, organizations, nonprofits um, in order to help fund their events. And so we get assets from that event. Um, so, and we also, I, it's kind of complicated. There's a lot of overlap in my current position as far as like social media and content goes. I, I think eventually we're actually having a meeting this Thursday about managing content, what we potentially could be doing as part of that. Um, but I go out and I do weekend events. We recently did Gears and Guitars, which is a big event that they have. It's like a bike race in Winston-Salem that they've had for several years. And so we kind of handed out t-shirts and we organized and we kind of, you know, we did some stuff with uh, the flow tent. And yeah, I mean, on a basic level, it's a very much a nine to five marketing job. So. And you like it. Yes, so far so good. I so like it. <laughs> I would think it'd be fun trying to get advertising and trying to find advertisement dollars and how to spend them and have all these party planners and at your beckoning call to do what you need to do. Yeah, I think that'd be so cool. Yes, so, it is really cool. All right, let's get back to where you used to. Where you used to work at a 
ran enterprises, and I'm going back a ways because oh, you, have, yeah. you haven't like updated your job. profile in a long oh, time. Oh, no, anyway. and there's, there's certain positions on there that I also haven't included just because I've, I'm lazy. And on if you're looking at my Facebook, it's like, you know, yes, I am. whatever. But yeah, so my first, I guess that was my first like full-time job and really my first job I ever truly had. It was like right after, it was in between college and high school or maybe college. I can't really remember. Um, that actually is train in Charlotte. So it's a compressor parts for air conditioning units job. My dad works there. So he oh. got me my first job working. Um, I was an inventory manager. I kind of went around and counted cr- like compressor parts <laughs> and, put in, and then put them on like a system. So they were moving a bunch of things. And so they really just needed someone for the summer. So I, I literally worked like nine to five or eight to five in the summertime. Um, at the time I made 12 an hour, which was super great pay um, for that time. So I was super excited to take on that job. Um, it was a lot. I mean, but it was it was good for my it time. It was a good experience, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I, skip you next job because I don't want to talk about the banana republic. We all know what yeah, that is. No, we're gonna skip that. We're gonna go right to 98.7 Simon. How did yes. you get that job? Uh, I got it through my audio professor at my college. So I had a really great working relationship. His name's Jim Scott. Great guy. I'm wonderful. He's super like, he's just so passionate about what he does. And we had a great working relationship in my audio one and audio two course. And so I talked to him because I really wanted something that was a little bit more professional other than just working at my dad's workplace. And I wasn't really interested in doing like inventory management. So he had a great running relationship with the people at uh, Intercom LLC, which is like radio in Greensboro. And he kind of referred me to this girl named Charlie McCain, who ended up being my supervisor while during my time there. And so he just was basically like, hey, you know, she's a great student. I think she'd, you know, do a lot for your team if you allow her to. So take her. (laughs) And they took me. So. But you didn't want to stay there. Um, I chose not to stay there. Well, the internship ended. And at the time that I was there, actually, during my internship, I um, got into the Disney College program. So it was one of those things that at the time, it wasn't really an option for me to say they already had someone working for them part time. And so after I came back, we were kind of in contact for a little bit, but I, I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go back. I always like trying new things and getting new experiences, including what I'm doing now. Like this is a job I've never done before. And so I'm learning so much about the different moving parts and just working in a car dealership, which is crazy um, because you never, I feel like the majority of my job is dependent on what other people do. So it's hard because you'll send an email and then you're like, I don't have anything to do until they email me back. And sometimes that'll take a day or two. Um, so, but yeah, I, it's not that I didn't want to stay at Simon. I want to stay in one place. It's just uh, at the time, I just wasn't sure. And if I'm not sure, if I don't have my whole heart into something, I'm just not willing to do it. <laughs> well, so. I actually agree with that sentence. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. If you're not happy, don't, don't work there. Right. Now right. you get into the Disney program. How did that come about? Oh my gosh. I actually applied to Disney twice. So um, my first time I applied was my sophomore year of college. And I didn't really do a lot of research or put in a lot of effort, but I knew that someone from actually elementary school had done the program previously. And so I was interested just to see what it was about. My senior year, I made it kind of a commitment that I really wanted to do it um, because Disney was something that I had become obsessed with in the previous years of my life. And like Moana had just come out and Moana is to this day still my favorite character. 
So I put in a bunch of efforts in my resume and updating whatever they wanted to like, whatever they wanted from me, I was willing to give them. So I applied, I think, I don't even remember in the springtime. And so I was in debate whether or not I wanted to do it over the summer or just in the fall. And I chose to do it in the fall because I had a close friend who was getting married in the summer. And so I wanted to be there on her day. So, but yeah, I got into Disney. Um, I think I was either, they have rounds in which you're accepted to the program. And so I think I was accepted either the first or second round. Did so, they tell you what you were going to do? or? I didn't hint? know. I'll be honest. I can't really remember three years ago, um, but I think they didn't tell me my placement until like, a week or two before I was supposed to be down there. So I didn't know I was in Pizza Rizzo until like maybe it was probably August. When, mm -hmm. And I started work like August 19th or I where moved you, down August 19th. Where did you hope to go beside Pizza Rizzo's? Um, I really wanted to be a PhotoPass cast member because that's what my mm -hmm. major was in. Um, in fact, I really tried to play it up in my interview, but at the time, you know, I was in a bunch of Disney chats and so they were like, listen, you have more of an opportunity to be in the program if you put food in bed, even if you don't want to do it. So that's what I did. Um, I wasn't really, I didn't really want to work in food, but does anyone really want to work in food? No, um, but I was willing to do it for the experience. And so that's, I mean, that's where I ended up and I, I was happy there for the most part. So yeah, if I remember correctly, when you worked there, we had people from overseas and other places, all CPs. Yes. How does it work with all them? Oh my gosh. I you, love you learn a lot? Yes. Um, in fact, I was surprised that in my placement for my rooms I had um, six people that I lived with and I was shocked um, that I didn't have any international like people because that's kind of what I expected and they, we talked mm -hmm. about it in our interview um, I think that's a question that they might be required to ask as a recruiter for the program because it's something that you you're nonetheless going to come across um, but I learned so much I'll be honest I can't remember everyone's names but I'm still in contact with some of them through Instagram and actually TikTok weirdly enough um, they'll like send me stuff or I'll comment on their stuff and they'll comment on mine which is super cool I think her name the girl I'm thinking of in particular I think her name's Annie she came in at the very last Nana and N-A-W-A like A-N-N-Y I think I could be yeah, wrong maybe. though she was I can't remember where she was from exactly Korea? she was no, but she was really cute. I remember the Korean girl too. Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. Um, I'm thinking of A N N Y. I think is the way you spell her name. I could look it up if I need to. I can't remember her name. I feel so bad, but she's wonderful. She was so nice, and I remember she was going through training right during Christmas time, and so the whole time she was there, she was like, "Is it this bad all the time?" And I was like, "No, no, no. You'll be fine. I promise." And then I said, like the second week, like the week after. Christmas and like New Year's you'll be golden you'll be fine and I think it did get a lot better for her but unfortunately I wasn't there to see it because I had already left yeah. um but yeah I do remember Christmas time there with all the registers open oh grandma yeah. screaming at me to tell me to stop singing and <laughs> it was always fun it was always oh my gosh Christmas time was the most stressful time and I always tell people that now I was like if you want to go to Disney it, during Christmas time, go in like early November because the decorations are all out, but then yes. you miss most of the crowds. Um, did, you, did you learn anything about dealing with the different types of personalities or did it help you further along? You know, most of the time when people ask me actually in job interviews, they're like, what's the biggest thing you learned from Disney? And I think the biggest thing is definitely different types of leadership styles. Um, 
just generically. I had some really, really great leaders there. Um, and then also situations that we just didn't have control over. Um, I don't remember everyone's names, unfortunately. I do remember, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? I, I want to say Dejeuner because there's a girl I work with currently. That's her name, but that's not who I'm thinking of. Sarah? Um, Sarah was wonderful. Uh, I think, didn't she also do Mellow, or not Mellow Mushroom. That's where I'm, I'm really close to Mellow Mushroom at my current workplace. Um, Mama Melrose, didn't she also do? I, I think she, used, well, I don't know if she did Mama's, but not, now she's doing back to, back to Pizza Rizzo's. But I'm not sure oh. if she did Mama's. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of Toy Story else. was one she went to for a while, after a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Toy Story. Gosh, it was crazy that we had those three people it grouped together. And like Toy Story was on the other side of Hollywood Studios. So, um, but I also remember our proprietor walking in and being like, you guys need to smile 24 seven. And all of us were like, I physically oh, can't Dana? do that. Yeah. I did not like Dana. <laughs> I think a lot of people had some issues with her. I never really came across her that much, but I remember being warned and also, um, having certain people like coordinators being like okay this is the exact correct way that you need to write like wipe a table because they're mm -hmm. they're going to be that specific and i'm like okay <laughs> like i didn't think it's that serious but like if the, if the proprietor's there do it exactly like this i'm like okay so Dana left a couple months ago and i got this new guy in will yeah and he he is terrific Oh. You're able to approach him and talk to him. I gave him some ideas that he took and he used. Uh, he tried to pick my brains. But then, of course, <laughs> I retired at the end of June. Yes. And then I went to, I couldn't do it after three weeks. And then I went to uh, sci-fi. And I got uh, fired last week. So that was good. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's okay. I don't mind. Were you busy? Were you just, you're having too well, much fun? you know what it is? I, I, they give you the cars and the, the number, and I wasn't getting the numbers right. I said somebody wrong. Or yeah. we had a leader that I argue over milkshakes. Like you, they give you a cup of ice cream and say it's a milkshake. Where, where, where the hell's the milk? Yeah. And, and they tell you to do one thing and she come out and tell you to do something else. And I didn't agree with it. But when uh, Will found out today, because today somebody told him, I was told I got a phone call just before this that he was very bent out of shape that I was like, oh, because oh. we got along great. Dana yeah. just used to walk in with the broom. Yeah. Yes, I, Dana, we're all glad. Sci-fi sci would have been an interesting experience. I, I really like their costumes that they have over there, but I'm sure, I mean, and I was told from, you know, the other CPs about the horror stories that we had at, um oh my gosh, ABC. I think. Oh, I wouldn't work at ABC if you gave me 30 bucks an hour. Yeah, I heard so many people talk about how poorly that was run. And I was like, wow. And they're like, you guys are so lucky. You guys don't even know it. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, first of all, you got off the, they closed at five. So when you were there, I think we were yes. closing at seven. Oh, yeah. Well, it, we we became seasonal, I think, Um the majority of time I was there, actually, my roommates were really annoyed in some ways because I had like almost a normal working schedule. I still had mm -hmm. to work crazy hours during Christmas because, you know, like 50 hours a week. But that's what Disney is. Um, but they were like, oh, my gosh, I have to work like I had a, my one of my in-room roommates. Her name's Mary, who actually currently works at Disney still. Um, I think she works at the Emporium now. But at the time, she worked front desk at the Yacht and Beach Club and um, she had to work overnights so many times. Yeah. Um, she had to work a lot of like her leader would ask her to come in at like midnight or something or like 11 p.m. and just work until like seven or eight in the morning and she'd come home and go to sleep and I'd be waking up. Well, um, when I went to sci-fi 
couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little story. You might appreciate this since you know me well. Sure. When this guy, Will, come in and he was in charge of mamas and toy stories. And I said to him, Will, he watched me have fun. Like I always did. Make a total ass out of myself. Have a great time. Sing, etc. He goes to me, Joe, go over to mamas one day. I'm going to send you over there and you're just going to let loose on them. You really? Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went over there and I told the coordinators, I'm not busing. I am not doing anything. I am not seating people. I'm here to have fun. And I had a great time, Steph. Yeah. I had people singing Christmas carols, we're gonna sing <laughs> happy birthday songs, and they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. But you know what? The tips went up that night. Mm. Mm-hmm. So when I went to sci-fi, Will said, you know, Joe, these people are really stiff over there. Well, we had we had a night one night where they gave the cast an extra hours for themselves. Yeah. I forgot what they call it. But anyway, me and someone else worked it by ourselves called the Tap House. I forget the first name of it. But we got done. I got a standing ovation when I went inside from the cast that we succeeded in doing that by ourselves. But they have the night. They weren't used to me singing Christmas carols and, you know, just cracking up jokes. And so, but it was, it was fun doing it to them. Nice people. But I'll tell you, in in our break room, we had, we had the Tap House. We had sci-fi we had the chefs and we had abc commissary all one oh, was a mess and i used to sit there and tell people no 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 i'm not going there no no because no. <laughs> i heard it was too clicky and i didn't want nothing to do oh man yeah i mean we got i didn't think about how lucky i was to get placed at pizza rizzas until after i had already started because i remember walking there my first day and being like oh my gosh like this is so close to costuming like walking through Hollywood studios mm-hmm. instead of having to go all the way to what's the other pizza place that people would mix up with us. And it was like on sunset. Pizza Boulevard. Safari or... um, the other oh, one in Hollywood studios. I can't remember the name of it right now. Eddie's. Backlot? Um, it was like Eddie something. I thought. Oh, Eddie's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over at sunset. Yeah. Yes. The other pizza place. Cause people yes. would always come in. Catalina Eddie's. Yes. Catalina Eddie's. I was thinking like, oh my gosh, if I had been placed there, I would have had to walk all the way around mm-hmm. or like get a golf cart or something to get there to work every day and then still have to walk through the parking lot and try and find my car. I think we all had a moment where we were always like trying to find our cars in that because well, during the time I was there, that's when um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened. And so we had all those um, like videographers and stuff out in the parking lot for a good time and having drones and stuff, people flying stuff. And so, well, you know, I got to tell you, when uh, new CPs would come in, now I wasn't a trainer. They didn't want me to be a trainer. They said I was too rough around the edges, which is okay. <laughs> I told them the first rule is you say, good morning, Joe, or you're going to have a miserable day. <laughs> we got that down, Pat. And the second thing I say to them, too, is welcome to hell. And oh, I'd walk man. away and leave, let, them, let them wonder what they're going through. Oh, man. It's so much fun watching this It would stress me out so much, Joe, if you had said that to me. It was, it was so much fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm sure it was fun for you. It's always fun for me. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so, anyway, I am glad you're doing well. But I have one more question for you that I always ask everybody I do an interview with. Sure. If you had an opportunity, looking back and where you are now, to tell anybody, what to do with the education or what roads to travel that are less rocky, what would you tell them? 
Gosh, that's a really big question to ask someone who's only 25. Um, yeah. I, th I think um, the biggest thing, and I, and I still um, work on this myself, is just doing what you feel that you need to do in order to feel like you're having a fulfilling life, regardless about what other people think or say about you. Um, because when it comes right down to it, the person who you need to make happy at the end of the day is yourself. Um, and I think as long as you're doing what you think is best without hurting other people, <laughs> um, I think as long as you're trying to do the best that you can with what you have, that it's okay. Like you, you're doing it, you know? So as far as education goes, some people schools for them and some for some other people it's not um for me i always did really well i i was lucky enough to be like to have the ability to do well in school um so it's okay if your path is different than other people's um and just do what you feel is best for yourself you know we learn as we go so <laughs> that's very good advice from a 25 year old well, you know, I try my best. <laughs> you, did, you did very, very well, and I'm glad I'm glad you did this interview, and I appreciate it. Yes, and don't thank forget you to tell all your friends that you're gonna be coming out probably next Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, cool. It'll be I on will. YouTube and stuff. Come subscribe. I need subscribers. Okay, don't need sure. the money. I just need the subscribers. <laughs> I will. But I'll, I will I'll try do to that. get the word out there for you, Joe. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you know, I just want to tell you one other thing real quick before you go. One of the things that you're lucky at, you were at Pizza Rizzo's when everybody worked together. We covered each other's. We didn't bother the coordinators. We didn't bother the leaders. If yeah. you made a mistake or I made a mistake, we fixed it among ourselves. Now, it's not the same. Oh, man. So you're not. They're all backstabbers. Things well, change. Them, well, well, things change so quickly. And, you know, especially with Corona, I got really lucky at the time because I didn't realize, and you know, I got an extension to work um, in Magic Kingdom on attractions and I chose not to take it because I didn't know what Disney was gonna look like. Um, and at the time I thought I was gonna be capable of getting a full-time position and then I couldn't. So then I worked at Target and then I came back and worked, um, you know. That was I, COVID in <laughs> but, Carolina. Um, I think it was just like everywhere else, kind of. I mean, it was pretty boring. I didn't do very much. Um, I mean, I worked at Target at the time, so I actually kept pretty busy. Um, but I started working at Target in March of 2020. So, of course, that was like the peak moment mm -hmm. where everything got shut down. And so it was weird going into work and not seeing a lot of people. Because at the time, like I had started and it wasn't until I think a, it was like a week or two later that everyone had to start wearing masks and everyone was shut down. And so it was really strange, at least from my personal experience. I'm sure it's different from individual to individual, but I spent a lot of time at home. And then while I was there, I was like, wow, I don't, I don't want to just work at Target. I want to do something else, which is why I went and got another degree. Um, so, but here I am, I made it through, we make it through the best way we can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it still exists and it probably still will always exist like the flu, but yeah, just like the flu, you know. but you notice there's no more flu season or cold season. So we're good now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyway, again, Stephanie, thank you very much. And I do appreciate it. Thank and you. Just Joe. a reminder to everybody. Just remember, if you're not laughing, you're not living. Have a good one. Stephanie, thank you so much. Thanks. Bye.